you finish court naming uh, 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 uh. it's daylight savings time i hate daylight savings time pantheon podcast network welcome guys yeah welcome you know, you know i've never i was never one of those people that was really affected by daylight savings time if i could be honest oh, with you all right all right wait wait we weren't recording it now yes we were recording no, it's recording we on my end. You're going to I'm seeing recording and it said recording. You just stopped. Okay, it wasn't recording. recording. No, no you were. Reco- it, no, okay. the thing I told we, I'm watching what's happening right here. It was recording the entire time. Okay, <laughs> good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just trying to um, do do. Okay. All right. Let's wait. start again. All right. Welcome to I'm going to let you finish recording, Amy. It's Courtney. Welcome. <laughs> I'm like, it's Courtney. Wait, it's Courtney. Amy. Like, Courtney. Oh like, what Courtney. the hell? We're like, <laughs> we're like, Benef- we're like Benefer now. Courtney. Amy. Courtney. That's who we are. We're Courtney. Amy. That's Because who has time to say all those syllables for fuck's sake? People are trying to sleep. Oh, my God. Hilarious. How are you? Black, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm black adjacent. <laughs> I think with a team like Amy what, Linden, no one right. is ever going to think I'm black. Right, I right. will just say that. <laughs> so I did eat my, um, you know, I tried something new this time because sometimes you guys don't know, we tape the show early in the morning. And for some reason, even though I'm up 90 hours before we tape this show earlier in the morning, I always tend to start trying to cook my breakfast. Oh, I don't know, 10 minutes before we're going on idea. the air. And then Bad I'm always planning. like, fuck, I can't eat. But this morning, I actually, when I got up, it like I got up around 6.30. Me too. But at like 7, I finally had my bowl of multi-grain Cheerios. And I was like, oh my God, look at you being an adult and actually eating before the show instead of dying of hunger through the show because you can smell your food that you can't eat you progress can smell, you can smell your multi-grain cheerios well, I no because you, you know some, to... no because oh, cooking, cooking. i'm always yeah, yeah, cooking yeah. some shit and then i'll realize the time and be like fuck god this was a bad decision That's but why you've I already think... started you know yeah uh, um well well I've been into the uh, overnight oats, which I didn't know was a thing until somebody yeah. explained it to me. And I will say it, What's it does overnight say, you just basically make oatmeal and put milk on it or whatever, and then uh, leave it in the fridge overnight. Uh, and in the morning, you have a tasty bowl of oatmeal without cooking. Really? It's still, oh, no, oh. it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> I, it's a thing. It's a oh. thing. And oh. I didn't know what it was. And it was one of those things, you know how like at our age, we don't want to ask anybody younger than us. Well, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Even when it comes down to something asinine, like oatmeal. Right. And I right. finally said, what, what is it? And they said, you take a bowl of oatmeal, you put whatever you want to put into it. You put any kind of liquid you want in, you stick it in the fridge, bingo, bango in the morning, you have oatmeal and it's the freaking lish. So there you go. Oh, well, all right. There you go. Mm. It's never too late to teach an old hag new oatmeal. Anyway, segue it, baby. I dare you. I dare you to segue on this one. 
I, um, I, I triple dare you. <laughs> speaking of oatmeal and bad decisions. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait, we're going to talk about wait. the marathon real quick, right? Oh. Yeah. So people who eat well, people who eat well. Well, one, it seems to be a lot of people finished in record times this year. I know a couple of people who ran and they all ran for some reason. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know if it was because last year there wasn't one and they didn't weather run as was much. spectacular for a marathon like, this year. Everybody seemed to have a really good race. And I know you said that your kid had a really good race. Yeah, Lucian best ran time. three. He did. I don't know if it was his back, but he did three thirty one fifty six, which is not Kenyan, but pretty right. damn close. Yeah. Um, maybe because they cut the participants in half. So mm. you had more room to run, which right. I would imagine does. But, you know, kudos to anyone who ran this thing. I will tell you, as someone who was watching go by their house for 35 years, I'm exhausted watching them. So I'm very, I, I will it's point out. It's always very exciting to see it's them, very too. I love exciting. it. I love it's it. Very I exciting. love that it's day. It's the I best really of New York. Yeah. And here's something that's really amazing. Um, mm. You know, there's always a big, fairly big police presence because, you know, it's a lot of people. Mm. Shockingly, the whiter my neighborhood gets, the less likely the cops are to tell people to get their monkey asses out of the per, of the running route. I don't know what that is. We'll have to do a study on that. Why mm. more white people in the neighborhood means less police involvement. But I, I can't think of what it could be. Mm. I don't know. Maybe you could. Mm. I don't know. Um, but speaking of mm. great New York things that are happening, how about our connects? Oh, I'm having oh. so much fun with them, even so though they fun. lost a couple, but they came Doesn't back matter. and they bounced back and they won last night. Listen, I love wow. my Knicks and I that's what Knicks. I wanted. I want it scrappy. They're going to fight for it. Yep. And, they, you know, listen, we finally have some exciting basketball back at Madison Square Garden, because even though the Knicks games were always sold out, they would just be such a sad affair just watching no. Watching them just get the floor wiped with them night after night after night. And now there's excitement in the garden again. And, it's, and it, you feel it all around the city. And yes, as Knicks fans, I know some of us are acting like we're already in the finals. But it's like, Doesn't matter. In our hearts, <laughs> and Listen, winning, winning we, games feels like being in the finals. We take it where being a Knicks fan is very frustrating. And this is our moment of Zen and mm. our moment of Buddhist co- contemplation. I will take every day. I'm very grateful mm-hmm. at, for what is happening and as i have told you i've been wearing my nicks hat um uh religiously mm-hmm. and i do not get the scorn because <laughs> i live 10 blocks away from barclays i do mm-hmm. not get the scorn and we may we just add unlike some other people we are going to talk about in a few minutes mm-hmm. um the Knicks believe in science. Yeah. So <laughs> and let me just say this. And I'm actually less hateful of the Nets now. I you know my my issue with the Nets in the beginning was when they moved here and everybody just tried to act like they're this New York born team. I'm like, this team has moved all around. And to me, they're still like the Jersey Nets, you know? Jersey, we're but, old. <laughs> but, but I, well, no, because that wasn't that fucking long ago. Really? You know what I'm but saying? But not the Jersey yeah, Nets. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of the yeah. Long Island Nets. Yeah, that's yeah, that's old. <laughs> right. When it was long right. But, you know, I do enjoy having, I love sports. So, and New York is a sports town. So it makes me happy to have, you know, the Islanders, the Devil, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Knicks, the Nets, you know, our soccer teams. We have the two soccer teams now, the Red Bulls and the other one. Cosmos, and the thing. Cosmos. Yeah, the Cosmos. The Cosmos. And, and just, I love it. So the Mortimer, the Jets and the Giants. Oh, don't. 
Don't. It's too early in the morning to cut. I'm a mandated reporter. So if, you th- if you threaten to get, I will have to report the authorities if you start showing signs like, of depression. Too early. It's just, la, 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 it's Nixon so horrible. It's no. like, it's like, I look at the, I just look at them and I'm like, wh- why? Why? Everybody at the Giants needs to be fired. Everybody. Well, everybody, you, just everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you but, one person they don't want on their team is Aaron Rodgers. That's for sure. Oof, that girl. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Why does he got to be a girl? Women girl. are smarter than men. She's a lot of things, Miss Aaron Rodgers. Let, let uh, me just say, he's so shady. First of all, I like Aaron Rodgers, but there's always some shit around him. And I would just think, wow, he has bad luck. You know, he had the weird shit with his family and all of this different shit. And then you start thinking... But, you know, the one constant in all these stories is you. Is like, you? I, I, have a, I have a friend like that who's always in some conflict with a lot of people, but they're always the innocent one. But I'm like, you are always the one in conflict with people in your life. You should check that because, like, that's weird. And I look at him and it's like, there's always a conflict. I don't care if you're not vaccinated. It's the lie that's the problem. Well, I care if you're not vaccinated. Well, no, because, because no, they have protocols. So right. if you said it from the beginning, yeah, he would have been following them. He if he would he he would have not he he would have been able to play. But there were there's protocols. Just do that. I have well, no problem with that. But the lie is what makes it like, man, come on. Well, this is an example to use a term that we use a lot. This is an example of white male privilege. He has not followed any of the protocols. He has, he knew he was not vaccinated and he used a cute little term immunized, which Mm -hmm. uh, shocking sports reporters, general public and athletes are not trained virologists. So some people might go, Oh, I have immunity. That means I I'm fine. He well, did he's not also wear getting his uh, advice from like Joe Rogan or some. Well, shit. there you go. He did not wear masks. He knew damn well he wasn't. Everyone I know, and I don't know a lot of people, thankfully, who are not vaccinated. But everyone I know who was chosen for whatever cockamamie reason not to get vaccinated wears a mask. And he knew he wasn't vaccinated. He knew he was lying through his teeth. But he thought he would skirt on his greasy haired. I'm dating a movie star. I'm relatively cute bullshit and that's what makes me so angry and it's a lie it's the lie the lie is the thing that um well nail it you. just makes it just just makes it shitty well that's and and we've talked about Kyrie Irving I mean give Kyrie Irving credit he flat out said I'm not vaccinated yep. so everyone around him could take necessary precautions this guy put his teammates at risk he makes you know we we posted a really good op-ed by kareem abdul jabbar who is just a brilliant writer along with being a brilliant human uh brilliant ball player and he said it just makes athletes look bad because it's the arrogance and that just you know again i don't agree with his decision his decision is based on cockamamie i'm gonna do my own research bullshit but it's the arrogance and that thinking I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm a million multimillionaire, right? Oh, I'm successful. Absolutely. I can get away with it. And so, you know, as my great, as my grandfather used to say, a pox on his houses, <laughs> a pox on both of his houses. So I, I just don't, I'm tired of men thinking I'm tired of, as we both are mansplaining and then thinking you can get away with it because you're a man. And this is really basically what it is, you know, 
It's my right. thing is, and you know, and you and I don't don't agree on this. You know, I'm I don't like mandating somebody doing anything with their body. I don't I don't I'm not with that. But I'm like, just be like, I'm not into it. And just do what you got to do, but don't lie. And then try to backtrack and be like, my statements could have been misinterpreted. You were asked a direct question. You knew what people were asking you and you answered how you answered. He's so, not a dummy. And, and then there was mean? a follow-up question. So you, you gave yourself wiggle room, but it's it's a wiggle room. It's a lot. You lied. Yeah, you lied. You're, you lied. It's a, you're being and too, so, cute, too and, cute by half, right? And, and I'm kind of just like, man, you know, listen. Just stand for your fucking choice and be like, no, I'm not vaccinated. I don't believe it. You know, I have my body. I don't do it, but I'm going to follow the protocols and do my thing. Mm. Boom. There you go. Well, he's a liar and screw mm-hmm. him. And I don't care about, I mean, whatever. I hope, mm-hmm. you know, he's hopefully he'll get his. All right, let's take a breather because we're about to go into something that's annoying and, and really fucking stupid to something that's unbelievably tragic. And we're talking about. The absolute catastrophe, the the crime scene, it may turn out to be, that happened at Travis Scott's Astro World Astro World uh, Festival. I guess you can call it a festival. Yes, yeah, so in Houston. Yes, in Houston, which is his hometown. Um, can I just say something? It was a three day say- festival, and on the first night. Okay. It was did you fir- know that? Did you know that that was a stage name, Travis Scott? That's um, not his real. Yeah, that doesn't. That no, I'm just saying it's weird. Mm-hmm. No, it's just weird to me mm-hmm. that you would change your name to Travis Scott. It's like mm-hmm. what your your government name was perfectly fine. That has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to kind of ex- what eight people? Well, 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 eight, well, well, eight people were killed, and I believe maybe that number is going up because I just saw something where a family is having to take one of the people who was in the hospital off of life support mm. because they're basically they're brain dead. Oh god. So I guess I'm being suffocated or whatever happened. It just so it, it's he has he this was not the first Astral Festival that he's ever had. Right. So he has Houston is his hometown. It's the first night. Now he's got a history of having sort of the kind of fans that sort of mosh and it's that kind of a really sort of frenetic sort of environment. What I get absolutely confused about is Live Nation is the partner. The event organizers on the ground. We are not in, this is not a first year of having festivals. There are festivals that happen all over the world and have happened every year. We understand how you put people in sort of the different corrals and pits and exits and strategies and having aisles. But it seems that was just completely ignored here. None of that. And, it's, and, yeah. and it makes, and I, there's so many people to blame. And yeah. then when you see the level of panic of some of these young people who were like climbing up scaffoldings and going to the employees that you, there's one with a young lady who's saying people, someone's dead down there and she's begging him for help. And he, he's kind of just like, and there's such a disconnect on so many different levels. You see him from the stage, noticing something's wrong, stopping, and then starting to show where were the walkie, t- where was the people yeah. behind the stage to be like, cut the music. And sometimes when an artist is on, someone makes a decision where they cut the music that turn the lights on. And the artist right. doesn't even, they, they stop the show. 
so many because when I keep people hearing people saying Travis, Travis, it's like, yes, he's on stage. But sometimes when you're on stage, you may see some energy, but you don't know what is actually happening because evidently he left. And what they're saying is he went to Drake's after party at Dave and Buster's not realizing. I just I'm very confused. I'm confused by that as well. I mean. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there is blame to go around. There is the fact that especially we we know based on, you know, in 1979, 11 people were killed at a Who show. And because of that, Cincinnati banned uh, general non uh, general admission seating mm-hmm. for 25 years. In 2009, people were killed at a Pearl Jam show because of crowd rushing. Pearl Jam stopped the show and had everybody move back a little bit the thing that's troubling about this there's two things to me that is troubling about this travis scott show and i have been at a show i was at a show once a tibet freedom concert where there was a lightning strike in the stadium outdoor stadium and the band the act on stage was just herbie hancock and goo they were unaware of what was going on they they saw and heard but they were unaware so i understand that it may be hard for the artist to suss out what's going on, but there was an ambulance in the audience. And I find it hard to believe even in the, in the adrenaline of a show that you don't look out, see an ambulance and go whole time. What's happening here. The other thing, you know, I I will say we've made progress is that the the right wing press isn't blaming this on hip hop. So yay, we've made progress on that. But I, I, as someone who has spent a decent amount of time in mosh pits, he did a mm-hmm. quote several years in 2018 in his song Stargazing. He said, it ain't a mosh pit if it ain't no injuries. Well, I will tell you someone who has been in mosh pits, you don't want injuries. And as soon as somebody gets hurt, they get you out of the mosh pit because it's supposed to be about community and bonding for whatever we may think about it. And the fact that he views that kind of adrenaline and escalation of emotion. And I'm all for that. Crowds are participatory, right? We're supposed to be ramped up and it's great. But the fact that he views that like the end game is supposed to be getting fucked up and let's tear shit up. No, no, that's, that to me is, is irresponsible. I'm not saying he caused the death. Yes, you're a hundred percent right. There is massive blame to grow up, but he's not, a newbie at this. It's his production company, too. And the weird part was he seemed to, a couple of times, notice that something wasn't right. right. So right, it's like, right. but it wasn't like, turn on the lights, stop. Well, there's and, an ambulance in the audience. You know what I mean? And, there, and there's, and, and the thing is, I've, I, I, I've worked on with a lot of artists. I've been to a lot of shows. You, there's sometimes you have to stop. Yeah. So, like you have to stop. You see something is happening. If you're not sure, you have to be like, you stop and you're like, what's happening? Right. You know what I mean? You really do. You have to stop. Well, there is tremendous blame to go around. There are going to be lawsuits. But well, the fact oh, I- the lawsuits are already have already been flat. Yeah. The crazy part to me is the there's a full crew. There's a stage. There's a production manager. There's a there's a road manager. There's a the, the, you know, there's a music director. Someone, someone could have stopped that show. It did not need to be him. You cut the music. That remember when we were just watching the concert for New York in Central Park? Right. Barry exactly. Manilow was on stage. He just got up. He was doing his number. He was shaking his little Barry Manilow behind. And next thing you know, 
the lights went bright, even though it was daytime and his mic went off and they were like, the thunder is coming. We are clearing the park. Well, but that New York show. And that's what you do. Well, that New York show, they, they, it was a smaller crowd because they planned ahead, but also they no, remember. I'm just, uh, yeah, but I'm just talking about, it wasn't the artist who did it. No, no, there no. Was some, I, and where, where was the person? There's a full scene happening. There's right. ambulances. People are passing out. They, people are on walkie talkies. Someone has to be like, stop this show. Right. You know what I mean? Then Drake comes out and that's when the search, that's when everything just went to shit. Then you have a, an officer who says he was pricked and they had to use in the neck with something, and they had to use Narcan to bring him out. So, so somebody was pricking people with drugs. Yeah, that's in that bizarre. Order. I mean, that's a whole bizarre thing. I mean, his crowds. I mean, Travis Scott is one of those guys that uh, he's there. He's in the back of my mind. He's not someone I think about a lot. He is talented. I, every time I see one of his videos and hear a song, I do, I do like it. I, I, I don't. I just think that. Um, I've heard that his crowds are known for kind of being like super rowdy. And it's part of it is that, and again, I have been to shows where it's like, throw your hands up in the air, stop, you know, make some noise, you know, to, you know, to the roof, to the roof. That's all fine. But it, again, as we've been saying, how do you not see, it's not just one ambulance, ambulance stops, everybody cool it, and then picks up again. I but mean, that's Jesus. to everybody. Where was the person, well, that's what where, I, was, I'm the crew, did, where right. was the crew to be like, Greed. Stop the it's, show. It's greed. Stop. It's somebody, greed. somebody could have turned turned on those lights and you stop well, the show. Well, it's greed. Yeah. I think it's greed. They oversold it. They had no control out of how it's an outdoor show. No control out of how they, they did not section people off, which has been sort of standard issue for general admission shows since the Who concert in 79 and also during COVID. It's greed. It really always comes down to greed. I don't think Travis Scott is inherently a bad person. I obviously don't think he came there and said, oh, you know, it'd be really cool. Let me get a bunch of people killed. He has shown himself to be responsible. He is paying for the funerals. He is, you know. Uh, it's um, a horrible situation. It's a horrible you know, situation. A horrible, and horrible and situation. I and, and like you, I just find it very difficult to believe in an age of nonstop, instant communication, phones, texts, headphones, everything. Nobody saw this. And I just think people have this kind of like, whoa, we can finally be out and open together. Fuck it. Let's keep going. It's a Travis Scott show. So it's very, you know, I saw one of the families on CNN yesterday. It's devastating. No, I was literally, uh, literally in tears at eight o'clock in the morning watching them. Um, it's a concert. Tell, no it's, one's supposed to die or get hurt. No, you're not concert. supposed to die at a concert. You're supposed to go that you go to a concert. I love concerts. You're going there to sing and dance with everybody and have that moment and see your favorite artists, hear your songs. No one is supposed to die at a concert. It's yeah. absolute. And listen, I feel for him because I don't believe this young man knew what. I, I can't say what was going on in his head. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. it's hard for me to believe he would see what he saw was crazy that he didn't fully stop the show. And that somebody else did not stop. It's just, well, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just in my head, I'm like, where were the people behind the scenes? Because you start hearing something's going on and you you make the decision. You stop the fucking well, show. I think it's all going to play out in court. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And right. hopefully changes 
will be made and how concerts are done. And Live like Nation, this. you know, does not get away scot-free here. It's like, you guys know how to do festivals. No, of course. Like, yeah. what the fuck, Live Nation? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's a very You're in the situation. business of this shit. Right. No, it's, it's, it's a really unfortunate situation. Right. I will say one thing, and then I, I want to, let's move on to something mm-hmm. positive about the music industry. But, um, in the in the immediate wake of this happening, obviously a lot of people issued press statements and tweets and whatever. And some a few people noted. And as people who use words, I, I have a kind of I see it, but I don't see it. That the word devastated. Everybody used the word devastated. They went, ah, this seems a little like everybody's using the same word. Now it was devastating, but it was just sort of. But sometimes the immediate, the, the immediate impulse is to like change the narrative. And now I think they've given up and they know that they can no longer control this narrative. No, you know? but I, I can see what other sometimes that's to me, that's kind of the only word that's appropriate. Right. It, it was it's a devastating event. Yeah. And, and I can see for him, Houston's his hometown. He does a lot for that town. Mm-hmm. And just the thought of people being like trampled and killed at your show. These are young people, you know what I mean? I, it's just everything about it is, it's just horrible. You know what I mean? It really is. And it's, it really gets me angry when I think about the level of irresponsibility because like just their festivals all the time. We know how to have people in festival situations. And when I saw the amount of people in there, I was like, were they just letting everybody in? It didn't seem like like this had a cap No, they were. They were literally like, like, literally like, like, (laughs) just come on. If you have the money, come on. They have said, and this will come out, they have said that people, that this thing was starting problematic. There were problems from the very beginning. And it was one of those you know, it seats fifty. It seats fifty thousand, and there's seventy thousand. They were opening, letting opening the floodgates basically with a bunch of young kids who were reckless. Kids are reckless. Big surprise. They're now saying there may have been drugs involved. You think? I mean, of course, people were high. I'm sorry, but you know, that's not a shocker. Yeah, I mean, it's going to play out. It, it's bad. I, I, yeah. I mean, we've said, we've said. Uh, let, let's talk about something positive about music industry. You wanted to talk about this job fair. Um, yes, you know, because this is some heavy ass shit. But on a lighter note, for all of the people who are always ready to uh, rip down Jay-Z, these are the things that I like to, to focus on that, that you know, that, that people do that are really good. So Rock Nation and the Reform Alliance are hosting a job fair on November 18th at Madison Square Garden. So that's so a week from today. Yes. Oh, no, next Thursday. Excuse next, me, yes. next Thursday. And which is basically a week. Yeah. Week from when yeah, we air. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a job, if you know someone who needs a job, like it's it's about jobs for the New York City area and the companies all are going to be hiring for jobs in New York City and the New York City area. And even more important is with the reform organization taking part, they are going to be offering expungements from records and different sort of services. So if you know someone who's home from, you know, after being incarcerated or has a record and that's been sort of hampering them from getting a job, this job fair is also going to have companies there who are offering employment to to 
people who have records and reform is going to be there helping you get some things expunged off your record if you need those services. So if you know people in the New York City area, this is something that I think you guys should definitely check out. Now, you have to be vaccinated. You have to have at least one dose of the vaccine to go into the garden for it. But uh, you can register online, go figure out what you need to do. It's free. And I think it's a really important, good thing. And I know for a lot of people re-entering, coming out of um, being incarcerated, that, you know, having companies finding certain kind of jobs could be hard and or, or you have things that are old on your record and it, you feel like it's holding you back. This is a place to go and there's going to be services there for you. And I think that's, that's important. Yeah, it is good. It's really, that is really good. good. Maybe they can set up vaccination there too. That would you be know cool. What People I mean? can get their second shots, like yeah. get, get everything done. That is good. And and there are as long as they're not offering them jobs in the music industry, give them something a real job right. so they you can know, have a, right. a real career. Have a real career. Yeah, well, like, you know, it's like the point two jobs in the music industry these days. It's such yeah. a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, that that yeah. is a that is a you know that is a good thing. I mean, you know, we've talked about Jay. There is like most artists a day dichotomy he's on one hand you know this and on one hand that most artists are i've never met i've met very few artists who are well that's not true well very few i've met very few artists who are 100 percent one thing but none of us mm-hmm. are 100 percent one no, thing anyway so nobody is right we're just you know but good for you know that's a good thing so yes if you're in the tri-state area um certainly you can come in from jersey to get a job um if you know someone who is yeah like you know is who who has a record of some sort and they've been having problems with employment or maybe they want to change their employment they want to do a sort of job this job fair has that it's for you too and all kinds of services so pass that on spread it november 18th you know positivity is a good thing nothing is better to start a new year going into the holiday season and you have a new job for the new year right that's good energy and knowing that you're setting yourself up for your future and people are hiring right i mean i believe me every time i go to target i go i don't know i don't look great in red but maybe <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know i mean it's not my best color but you know i mean since trader joe's stopped with the hawaiian shirts right. it's less enticing because i I do. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy a Hawaiian shirt. I did like the Hawaiian shirts. So you got I to finally to see your Velvet Underground movie that well, you've been I, talking about forever. Well, I mean, oh, it's I so funny because it. it's like you know, the Velvet Underground are famously the band that it was said only seven people listened, bought their record, but all seven people started a <laughs> band, um, which is kind of sort of true. Right. So the Velvet Underground, for those of you who are you know, they are a seminal New York band uh, in the sixties and seventies. The launching in Lou Reed, John Cale, Sterling Morrison. This is the early band and Mo Tucker. The first Velvet Underground record. Um, oh, and Nico, who was only on the first record. You know, these are just uh, so much a, a product. They were the anti hippies. The hippie movement was in full effect, and these guys were singing songs about sadomasochism and heroin and and just very very intense lyrics with just absolutely. Beautiful instrumentation. John Cale came from a, a um, an avant-garde musical background, so it's so they were an important band. They are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, John Cale continues to make music. Uh, Lou Reed passed away about six years ago, I believe. Mm. Um, 
Todd Haynes, who's a great director, mm-hmm. uh, feature film director, queer director, very interesting director, did this movie. I had heard about it. It's on Apple Plus. I don't have Apple Plus. I was begging everybody for their password. <laughs> I believe I did it on this show. People would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my iTunes login. I'm like, which is what? <laughs> Give it to me. But suddenly through the magic of I found mm-hmm. found the movie mm-hmm. um, translated it from Lithuanian and did watch it um, it's a really good documentary even if you're not into the Velvet Underground it's uh, you know I am but it's a great uh, slice of New York and music and just an in- it, it features um, uh, interviews from the two surviving members as, mm-hmm. as long as archival footage it's really well done. I mean, I do recommend seeing it. Well, Todd um, Hayes is a great director. And he's I, a great director. And I, I love a music documentary, especially ones from certain, that sort of period. Yeah. Because I love just to, to see all of that footage from back then and the way people created and going and, on and playing all of the small clubs and all of the shit. Well, and especially with the Bell and Underground, I yeah. mean, the big, the big sort of hook in the beginning was their association with Andy Warhol. So if right. you're somebody who also, so you have the Andy that, you know, and you see in the movie that that was sort of a double-edged door and you see John Cale who completely uh, nothing to do with anything. God, he's aged fantastically. He's mm-hmm. just a, good looking man and he's got a full shock of silver hair and he's just Mm -hmm. dreaming but i digress um yeah really good movie really good slice of pop and artistic culture and i i recommend it it's a really and it's on apple plus so tell your friends to give you your daggone itunes thing and (laughs) you can watch it and then i guess you can watch ted lasso which i'm gonna have to find on my service (laughs) <laughs> I, I can. I got you on that one. Okay, wait, There's a lot of that going on. <laughs> hey, man, it should be for free, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can. I can learn how to speak Serbo, Serbo, right. whatever language they speak in Serbia. There's subtitles. No problem. No issue. <laughs> now, speaking of Europe. All right. You know that was even with all our little blips and blobs, when mm-hmm. you talk about, uh, yeah, I know, I have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Courtney just texted me the site. I'm like, yes, I have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's ep- yeah, I know. Yeah. My friend in Jamaica, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. all uh-huh, she uses. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll, it was, we'll post about yeah. it and then well, go that's to jail. A, that's a, that, right. That's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, we That'll be our last show before innocent. we go to jail. I'm um, innocent. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Um, we were hacked. I don't know how that came mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Um, bec- when Courtney recommends something, I listen to it. Even if I know I'm not going to be crazy to it, I go, mm-hmm. well, let me check it out. <sighs> I think I may have to draw the line. I listen okay. to it. You don't like I, it? I, okay. I felt, I'm actually, I felt very old listening yeah. to it. I'm actually... <laughs> We're talking you know, about the new ABBA record. <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to like the ABBA record because I didn't really enjoy the singles a lot that they put out. But as a body of work, I actually really like this record. I do. Okay. I mean, I I love ABBA. I had no expectations of what an ABBA record would be in 2021. I knew it wouldn't be the kind of songs that made them massive back in the day because that pop, that kind of popped it doesn't even exist anymore you know what i mean but this is a kind of a grown-up it's a it's to me it's a nice punctuation mark on the story it's not offensive it won't 
It won't. It's not offensive. It's not offensive. It's not offensive. No, because you know some people have come back with records. No, I'm so I excited, I'm and they're motherfucking you. offensive. Um, it's not offensive. And you know, I played it while I was running around. I had it on in the headphones, and I let it play a second time. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind this record. It's you know what I mean. It's like I can't name a song other than <laughs> except like except for the I, singles. Wait, no, wait, no, I can name. Um, I can be that woman now. I really like that. Yeah, well, you always uh, say that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listening to this record, I suddenly realized now it is very cool for music critics, mm-hmm. this whole popism bullshit mm-hmm. to say, oh, ABBA. Yeah, ABBA was as important as the Rolling Stones. They're the most. All right. And I suddenly and you know me, I love mm-hmm. me a Swedish pop song. Mm-hmm. I will go to my grave defending Max Martin and all that stuff. And I loved it before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I suddenly realized listening to this record, I went, Amy. What are your two favorite? I only have two ABBA songs that I drop dead love, <laughs> and they're ones? "Name of the Game." I love and that. knowing me and knowing me, knowing That's my you. motherfucking song. That's a great song. <laughs> I love and then song. the rest of it to me is. I love. I, I, I love. Ch- I love Chickaquita. I love Voulez yeah. Vous. You're in a deep. I you're love in a deep Fernanda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but those are the two songs. Knowing me, I knowing love, you, thank because you they're for the music. They're they're a little darker. They're a little more. Mm-hmm. The chord changes. So when I listen to this, I give put me, it on. give me, give me a man after yeah. midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. None of that. <laughs> and I I understand, but it just to me, listen to it. It felt a little. Yeah, it's the period. I would view it more as a semicolon after mm-hmm. the, their career. It just mm-hmm. felt a little, yeah, okay, let's do a record. It, it didn't feel, it felt a little old. I felt really old, not because I knew ABBA before, but I listened mm-hmm. to it going, wow, guys, this is like, there's there's not wanting to replicate your trademark sound, which I admire. And then there's like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Sweden has really good coffee. I've been there. Wake I, up a little. I like Man. it. I like it, but I also get that. I also get that. You know what else? Okay, this is the full moment. You know I love Rasan Patterson. Rasan mm. Patterson is so fucking talented. So and he put out he put out a record early. I don't know. It was late last year, earlier this year. Called, no, uh, it was like a, a while ago. Heroes, <laughs> heroes and gods. Yeah, like t- well, almost two was, years was ago. Was that 2019 at Heroes yes, and Yes, because okay. he toured on it. And right, so that's right, when right, you right. could tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroes and Gods. Well, he just put out Heroes and Gods 2.0, oh, which cool. is a dance house version of the album oh, with nice. Quentin Harris, who is a really prolific, fierce house producer and remixer. And he's also an artist. He's one half of Black Stereo Faith, who has a great album. You guys should check out the Black Stereo Faith album. It's him and Ultranate. But it's called Heroes and Gods 2.0, reimagined by Quentin Harris. And it is, if you love his voice, his voice over these great, deep, fierce house beat. It's oh, so nice. good. It's so, 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 so good. I love Full that first Rashawn moment. Patterson yeah. record. Yeah. Oh, I really he's so do. good. So Yeah, he's, he's somebody who got really mangled by the music industry because he was an he was an out black gay man doing r&b and they were like you're really talented but we don't know what to uh, so then he took it independent and he's been putting his record he's been fucking delivering top notch album after album and if you ever have a chance to see him live I mean, the man sings the house all the way down to the fucking ground and yeah, back and builds it back really, up. Okay. Yeah. 
But no, this, he's really, really good. You need he to really check this record out. I'll send it to you. It's really, it's really good. Yeah, he's really, really good. good. And then you were saying now this morning, um, as I was preparing for the show, I mm-hmm. channel switch and I happened to, well, not happened. I made a deliberate decision to go on Breakfast Club. And mm-hmm. guess who I saw there? The Ed Sheeran. Oh, you saw the Ed Sheeran. On the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And all trim and slim and doesn't drink and smoke and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so Ed Sheeran is one of those artists. I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. I don't love him. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge his talent. He puts out good singles. He's smart enough to give songwriting credit to the people who actually wrote the song that he's kind of copying. But I, he seems to be a really nice guy. Right. I will. I have made the argument that had he been a woman, he never would have been signed because he's not particularly dreamy. But maybe if you're into like super short gingers, he is. But I was like, so you listen to the new record. I mean, it's not something that's on my radar, but he's on the Breakfast Club. And that and was he's been there and he's been there before. That wasn't his okay. first time. Is yeah. that because he worked with Pharrell in the past? Well, Is that kind of- black people like him. You know what I mean? I and hip, and they talk about on this interview how a lot of hip hop artists like him. You know what I mean? And they relate to his lyrics and, and like what he does. And, you know, listen, I'm not the hugest fan. But I'm appreciative of someone who can write and play their songs on the guitar. And when you see him in concert, this motherfucker plays stadiums, okay? And there's a band, the screen behind him, and him on a guitar in the front. There's no 500 dancers. Nobody's flipping around. So I, I, I appreciate somebody who can make the kind of big pop songs that you can sing with your fucking guitar in a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? He, yeah, those are so big, many... those are big songs. Cause you know that with stadium song and being able oh, to that's do impossible. that and not yeah. having the things and all right. of that just shows you that is talent. And those are great. They, they, the songs are just written well. Yeah, no, I mean, he's divisive. A lot of people like, well, I, like I said, I, I think he seems like a perfectly nice guy. He is not somebody I would gravitate to, but a couple of songs I do like. He has been venturing more and more into a kind of dancey sound. His new video, he looks kind of like a very pale version of the weekend kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, he's some, again, I, he's not on my radar, but I have no ill will towards him. There are certain artists I really don't want to see win mm. and there's certain artists that just, like, just don't really really they can go up and smoke and i don't care and there's certain artists who i, I live I, for the I, honesty there's I, certain I, people that i would like to see fuck not, off no, not, it's just, i just no. you know what i mean it's there's, like, some, there's some that i can't stand that I, there's yeah. some that i've dealt with that i can't stand and i'm like I yeah. just, you know, you're he not a good like, person. And I don't want no, you to No, he win. seems like a good person. He seems <laughs> yeah. like he's worked at his craft. Yeah. He seems like he, I have never heard anyone say he's a dick. He's fucked somebody over. He's done X, Y, and Z. So I have, you know, God bless Ed Sheeran. You know, keep going. I'm. Am I going to listen to the record? Probably not. Right. But am I mad that he's going to probably have a number one album? Not at all. No, not he already, all. he had the number one. It came out. All right. All right. So it's him and Adele neck to neck. Well, no, because Adele comes out next week. She does. She no, comes I'm out saying singles wise, neck to neck. Oh, is well, well, neck to neck. 
in the UK because Adele's been number one for the last three weeks. His okay. new single and her single are now battling neck to neck. She's still number. She's been number one here for the last three weeks. We'll, we'll see if he can overtake her right now. Eh, I, uh, I think I think as of next week, you and I can just take a a well earned break of talking about new music because I think but, it's just going to be Adele. Adele. What's going on this week, Adele? What's going on? Adele. <laughs> Listen, I like anybody who has song titles like I drink wine. Oh, I love it. I really do. I, I, there are very few people that I think could be my friends mm-hmm. in life, let alone famous people. And I feel like she could be my friend. No, because really she's because she's like an old school broad. No, you know she's what a, I mean? she no, cur- she's a, she curses like a sailor. No, no, no. She's a round the way girl. Mm-hmm. I like her. She's the closest mm-hmm. thing in, in easy listening pop rock <laughs> to a like a gangster bitch. I like her. <laughs> yeah, I like her, I like her too. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you'd like to um uh enlighten us with, my friend? Yes, I'm going to enlighten us with. Thank you for listening to us, guys, on the Pantheon Podcast Network, where we come out every Thursday. And I hope you've been checking out a, a bunch of the other shows on there. If you love music, every type of music show, scripted, unscripted, and then our crazy asses on, on the Pantheon Podcast Network. So you know where to find us there online. We're on, we, and Pantheon also now has their own channel on Apple. So you'll see us on that main feed there as well as our feed on Apple. So we're doing big things, man. Um, big things, so, man. <laughs> so you know, one, one. <laughs> so you know <laughs> the drill. And we will come to your house for the and, holidays. And we will sing and <laughs> I will bring Coquito. Um, <gasps> oh, I love oh. Coquito. So, uh, love oh, I know. Okay, we have to stop. It's too early in the morning to start thinking about delicious yeah, frothy oh. drinks. <laughs> oh, it's that's you know, I know they're trying to it's so weird how everybody's just skipping Thanksgiving and we keep acting like it's Christmas. I know we're already I'm, into like a yeah, I'm, it's like there's a I'm holiday like in this, between. We have Thanksgiving still. Hi, I'm rocking with that. So anyway, <laughs> thank you guys. Thanks for, you've been really active on our Facebook page. I'm going to let you finish. So if you're not on there, guys, follow us there. You've been active on our Twitter at Finishima. Talk to us on IG. I'm going to let you finish and why. We love you. We rock with you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay safe, guys. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 